Welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you here until 8 o'clock tonight on News Radio 1059 WBBM. Coach Nagy here until the bottom of the hour, and then we turn it over to special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. We're wrapping up the loss to the Arizona Cardinals at Soldier Field. I hate even saying that because uh, they add up, and uh, it cannot be fun. Can't be fun for anybody. And, you know, I guess the big question is how does the losing, how is it affecting you? you personally, and then how do you see it affecting your team? Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, Jeff, is that, um, you know, for for all of us and the players, the, the coaches, uh, everybody, all of us involved in this is, is uh, you know, you put a lot of time and effort into trying to do everything you can on that, on in those three hours, you know, to come out with the win. And, um, you know, when you reflect back at the game, and I think, you know, uh, it's obvious, stating the obvious that, you know, the turnovers, out, you know, hurt us in that game. So you give a short field to the defense and, and in the end you end up losing, you know, you lose to a really good football team and um, are, so you have the locker room and you got to make sure guys understand the whys. And then you come in this morning and guys watch tape and coaches watch tape and you got to be able to, uh, to look at solutions. And uh, the biggest thing that we can do is, is just try to figure out how to get better to keep fighting, keep practicing and, uh, and then have to go out there and, and minimize those mistakes and play better to be able to beat a team like Green Bay on the road. It's, it's a bit of a maze when you think about it, I'm sure, for a head coach, right? Because you know what works. You know if it's executed, it's going to work. But then you got the other side of the ball doing what they do, and then you feel good about your plan every week, and then it still doesn't result in the outcome you look for. So you keep getting stopped by that maze, if you think about it. It, it. That has to be one of the most underrated aspects of being a head coach when you're not successful. Yeah, no, no, I would, I would agree with that. I think, you know, you look back at that game yesterday and, you know, you come out and it's, you, you, uh, you get to football and you get to a third down and, you know, we got man coverage and, and everything's there. And, you know, again, Andy has been absolutely phenomenal this entire time. Uh, just with with accuracy and just putting us in good situations the last uh, couple weeks and just coming in with no reps against Detroit. And, you know, he's played a lot of games. He's seen a lot of different coverages. And uh, it was definitely a little slick in that first quarter. And I think the ball just got away from him a little bit. And it went high and behind Jakeem and unfortunately right into the hands of their defender. And so three plays in, you have an interception and great field position for the best offense in the NFL. And that's how it starts, you know, and then, and then you hold them and you get to the fourth and two and now they, they make a hell of a throw, a hell of a catch and they score a touchdown. And so now that's not how you want to start. So now you got to recover from that. And now you go down the field and whatever plays, you know, 12 plays. And now you have a, another pick and it's returned 60 yards down to inside, you know, the, the 20 yard line. And now they score again. And so before you know it, it's 14 to nothing. And, and it's just like you said, like against great teams, the Buccaneers game, Tampa Bay, same thing happened. Turnovers, short field touchdowns. You cannot do that against these great teams. You really can't do it at all. But against these teams, they will make you pay. And so now we are in recovery mode and we tried to keep it, you know, to, to, to a little closer. And it, and it just ended up in, in the end getting us. And it's like following the bouncing ball. It's not bouncing your way. Right. I mean, there's deflections, there's tip passes, there's uh, catch. Cole Komet could have made, rolled, hit the ground, boom, pops in the hands of Buda Baker, as you just outlined. Do you feel that you just throw your hands up sometimes? 
Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the, you, you definitely, when the ball isn't bouncing your way, you, it's just like, geez, you know, this is just absolutely crazy. But at the same point in time, when you know you have guys that care that are playing hard, I mean, just go and look at that goal line stand that our defense had when they had the ball inside the two-yard line and we held them to a field goal on a sudden change. You know, like that to me right there shows on that that third and goal, um, they ended up losing a few yards, that the guys are, are really, really, you know, doing everything they can even with the ball bouncing a certain way to, to keep the game to where we have a chance to win. And, and yesterday, um, I think, you know, Jeff, we always talk about complimentary football. Well, yesterday was an interception that led to a touchdown, another interception that led to another touchdown. And then the defense gets a three and out and the offense goes three and out. The defense gets a three and out. The offense goes three and out. There's, there was no consistency to complimentary football. And that's what we're striving for. So as a coach, when you look at that and you see that, you want to do everything you can to put them in great situations, but be able to teach them, you know, you know, how did that happen? And that's, that's where we're at. And, and now um, in the NFL, you got to reset really quickly and you got to look at the tape and you got to get back at it. And now here we are getting ready for, for Green Bay. That's the perplexing part of it for people, I'd imagine, because they want to hear answers to solutions uh, and for solutions. But the problem is that there's only one answer. The answer is, just like you said, you got to roll up your sleeves and go back to work no matter where you're at, no matter what the season is looking like, no matter what's ahead. And that answer is sometimes hard to digest, but what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, no, that's all you can do. And then then there's the dynamic of making sure that the players understand that too is, is, um, is how important it is for them that they, you know, they come out and they put together a great mindset of practice uh, great practice reps. And then they come out and they, they get to do it again. We're all very fortunate that we're in this profession to be able to play a great, great game, coach a great game. And, 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 you know, so I think it's important that they know that our guys know that our coaches know it. And, and now um, we just gotta, we gotta keep fighting, man. I know it sounds monotonous, but it, it's real. And, that's all we can do. The crazy thing, you did move the ball. You got a lot of first downs, efficient in the red zone, on the clock. We talked about this in the post-game interview. Ran a lot of plays, four fourth down conversions, a two-point conversion, 10 of nine on third and fourth down combined. You'd take all of that to have just those four plays taken out of the out of the equation because yeah. who knows that's, what happens. That's it. That, that, that's, that's basically yesterday's game in a nutshell is that. And, you know, you go ahead and you have you have a plan and you put it together and the guys execute it. But in the end, turnovers, I mean, that's one of the biggest stats is that takeaway turnover margin in the NFL. If you get takeaways and you don't give the ball up, you'll win a lot of games. And, you know, we we got to start getting more takeaways on defense and we got to start protecting it more on offense. How is Andy Dalton's non-throwing hand? Uh, apparently injured on a tackle. Yeah, he injured it on the, on the uh, tackle um, on the second interception. And so we're... Uh, we're getting it looked at uh, this morning, and, and and now these guys are working through it and continue to just kind of see, like, where he's at and how that goes. But I think he's tough now. You know, for him to be able to play through that, that's, that's never fun when you hurt your, your hand, whether it's your non-throwing hand or your throwing hand. And 
we'll continue to just kind of keep an eye on it throughout the week. And here's the snap on the end around from Montgomery. A flip back to Dalton. Breaks the tackle with the flea flicker. He's got great inside the 40-yard line to the 30 and brought down from behind by Simmons. And a pickup of 33 on a first down throw by Andy Dalton to Jakeem Grant. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Just heard the uh, gadget play. That was the Wildcat, the fly sweep to Andy Dalton to throw over the top in a very difficult play with a guy in his face and ducking out of that tackle. Break that one down, will you? It was the same play that we ran uh, in the Saints in the playoff game last year. Uh, And so um, the difference was we had Andy had to go ahead and make a guy miss. The guy made a good play in the backfield, and Andy did a wonderful job of making the guy miss and still reset and throw an accurate ball down the sideline to Jakeem Grant. So, um, you know, Mooney was number one in the progression, and maybe if he had time, he would have given him a shot. But uh, he, he he basically reset to his number two, which was Jakeem, and I thought it was a, a really a great job by, by Andy and those guys. All right, no other major injuries yesterday of concern, it appears, but uh, Justin Fields, ongoing discussion, and, and you mentioned this morning pain tolerance will be the key on his availability. There's no way to determine that at this point. Yeah, there, there's not other than, you know, taking some – some bags and maybe, you know, you know, with the pads and hitting them a little bit, but, uh, he's tough and, and we just got to listen to our trainers and, and to him and see where he's at for this week. But, uh, you know, he's, he's like I said this morning, everything that we'll do will be out of pure safety for him and, and then, uh, make the best decision for the team. There's a bunch of guys, uh, that are out, you know, Damian Williams, A-Rob, Marquise Goodwin, Akeem, Mario Edwards, uh, are these? Are there any potentials of return? I hope so. I think, to, you know, to each their own, but I do feel like uh, where those guys are at, that some of those guys will have a good chance at being back. You know, we'll, we'll always, we'll get together, whether it's later on tonight or whether it's tomorrow, and we continue to talk through each day, literally, with these guys. And they're all changing. They're all a little bit different. And it gives us an idea, game plan-wise, as to who we're going to have and not have. But every one of those guys is fighting like hell to get back. Well, when a guy like Kyler Murray's on the field, you want a guy like Roquan Smith on the field. So he could not have been 100%. There's no way. But this guy's got an attitude right now of uh, of dominance and leadership. And I think about that third and seven that Murray took off off the edge. And here comes Roquan. He beat him. He beat him there. Forced him to a out-of-bounds, two-yard shy of a first down. Talk about that play and what Roquan, at less than 100%, what he gave effort-wise effort on that play. You know, we were in man coverage on that play, and uh, Kyler is always going to be a threat to use his legs if it's not there, and uh, that's what he did. You know, he, he got outside in the pocket, and I thought Roquan showed his ability to be able to use a great angle to make him go out of bounds, and uh, there's some linebackers you're going to run away from. Roquan's not one, even coming off of a hamstring. So but the other part of that, too, the first part of your question is I think that speaks to who Roquan is as a person and as a leader of this defense is him being able to do everything he can to, to get back and uh, and be there for his guys. was pretty cool. Overall, the defense now, last four opponents, uh, they've given up 280, 299, 239, 257. I, I think you would take that very much. Now, it's not all about yards, obviously. There were some things that still need to be corrected and so forth, tackling-wise. Uh, but what did you think of how they played Kyler Murray yesterday, given the fact that they were put in some really difficult situations five times in plus territory, and the Arizona Cardinals enjoyed a 49-yard start for their possessions, their own 49 for their game? Yeah, yeah, they, they were, you know, when you look at it, um, there was 10 total series that 
that our defense ended up having. And, and um, you know, four in the first half plus the fifth one was the, at the end of the half and then, and then four at the end of the game or the, the second half with, with one in, in the four-minute mode. And um, when you look at those eight possessions I'm talking about, four of them, like you said, were off a sudden change. And um, it, it's, it's not easy. You know, the ones that, that they had the ball in, in minus territory, um, you know, we, we held them to a field goal, uh, a touchdown, and two punts. So at the same point in time, you know, Sean would tell you, hey, that, that third possession, we gave up a touchdown on a seven-play drive with the ball starting at the minus 26. But they played hard situation. I talked about the one in the goal line. Uh, they fought hard there. The biggest thing probably, Jeff, is you look at some of the third downs and fourth downs is them, you know, executing whether it's a touchdown, whether it's a big run, whether it's a scramble. And uh, I know that's an emphasis that we want to continue to improve on. I want to talk about Dave Montgomery. First of all, his day, and then what he had to say after the game. Uh, I want to read a quote to you. But first of all, just uh, he was decisive and uh, thunderous back there. Yeah, he, he he had his mindset. He's like that every game, and not every game do you get opportunities that it goes your way like that. But I thought you really felt the persistence of him running hard vertically, uh, breaking tackles, uh, and then in the pass game too, you know, catch a ball in the flat, straight arm a guy, get vertical, get extra yards, yards after contact. That's who he is. Doesn't shock me. Um, he's like that way in practice. And he's been that way ever since he's been here. Half of the handoff off the right side, slanting to the 45 of the Cardinals to the 40. Still rolling inside the 30. David Montgomery, not to be denied. And a big first down for the Bears. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets and a custom Bears jersey. Just heard a, a big run of 24 yards by David Montgomery. Uh, out of the break, we we're talking about David's performance, but I want to talk about what he said at the podium yesterday for eight minutes. I don't know if you watched it. I don't know if you read any of the quotes, but I'm going to kind of summarize what he said. Um, And basically, it's about the dream of getting here, always wanting to be a professional athlete in this game. He goes, I'm here, and as you learn when you get to the NFL, it's all predicated off wins and losses. But in the midst of it, you tend to forget why you do what you do. You forget who you do it for. A lot of times, you got to take a step back and understand that I was a little kid playing this game. I started playing this game and you get to get back to the basics of just having fun with, regardless of how it looks. Even when it's dark or as dark as it may seem, you still got to understand that it's still a game. But in addition to that, he says, I can look at, basically look in the eyes of these players. Nobody's going to give up, and he's not going to let them. Can that attitude that he has, and I know you know him so well that you know his attitude, can it rub off everyone in that locker room? Could Roquan's attitude rub off on everyone in the locker room, even in these dark times with five to go? There's no doubt about it. And as a coach, when you hear those words and when you know how real and authentic they are, uh, it makes you proud because, um, you know, this is, he's, he's family. And um, no matter what the record is, no matter where you're at, no matter how hard things get, I think it speaks volumes to who, who we have in this building. And guys like him, um, they, they really, uh, when you know that they fight and they don't care about, uh, what's going on. They control what they can control and they give it everything they got. That's who he is. And you'll never be able to take that away from him. And championship teams, when you have that, when you have David Montgomery's, you, you win a lot of games, you win a lot of Super Bowls. and uh, whatever sport it is, you win because they fight and they never quit. And I think you guys probably saw a piece of who he is yesterday uh, in a tough loss. Uh, but at the same point in time, that's not going to affect how he practices. It's not going to change whether we win five in a row or lose five in a row. He is who he is. And as a coach, that's all you can ask for, and you appreciate that.
And, and, you know, there's going to be a ton of questions, obviously, in these final weeks about, you know, how do you play guys? Do you want to exhaust your roster just to see what you got? You know, it, it's always this tug of war when, when things aren't going well about those types of questions. How, how do you approach this? You know, even like with the Tevin Jenkins questions this morning about, you know, working him into the mix somehow, some way, got his feet wet yesterday on special teams. How do you approach that with your guys? Because, again, you have a lot of people to answer to, including yourself. Sure. No, I mean, the, the easy way to think of it is you need to do whatever you can do to, to win. I mean, no matter what the situation is in any year, it's your job when you go out there on Sunday or whatever day it is, is to win. And, and you just keep it super simple. And so you understand the questions and you understand every scenario that's asked. But at the same point in time, we all need to do what's best for this team to win and for these players, coaches, everybody else to win each week. And so we, every, every scenario is a little bit different. And Tevin has done a great job at doing what he can do, and, and, and we'll continue to, to work through that. I know it's brought up also about Justin. If he does get on the field here and uh, maybe even on Sunday night, what are your expectations based on what's happened here uh, with those couple of games when he started to really get it a little bit for you? Yeah, yeah. there's excitement because you, you really felt where he was going. You felt his growth. You felt him getting better situationally. You felt him getting better confidence-wise. You felt him getting better in practice. So we'll see where he's at health-wise. And if he is able to go, like I said, you know, he's the starter. And when he's healthy, he'll be the starter. So we got to just figure out where that's at. And then as, a, as, as coaches, um, regardless of who the quarterback is, we got to decide how the game plan goes. And uh, you know, it's a common opponent that we know, big rivalry here with, with Green Bay. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll make sure that we're doing everything we can to put ourselves in the best position possible. Any team who plays the Packers, how do you stop Aaron Rodgers? It's the unending question with a great quarterback, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, do you come up with new ideas or just keep pounding the rock? What, what do you do? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a that's definitely the, the million-dollar question for every defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach, special teams. You know, when you're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks to, to ever play the game, um, you know, you, you can understand that you and we have to be really, really good in a lot of different phases, whatever that is. It's just like yesterday. When you play a great offense, you got to be sharp. And so we, we can't beat ourselves. We got to make sure that we play good football. We're crisp. We don't turn the ball over because one thing we do know about Aaron Rodgers is he's just not turning the football over. So we gotta we gotta make sure that uh, that turnover battle uh, that we keep it even or win it, uh, and then and know that we'll put together a plan to do everything we can for that. And right now, be willing to tackle AJ Dillon because he's getting the yeah. ball and two hundred forty seven pound. He's a big back. man and it you know down downhill runner, and they know that, and I don't think they they care that you know. <laughs> it's a matter of stopping him, and he's. From the waist down, you know, his, his he is uh, his he's got tree trunk legs and he's he's something else. So we got to be able to be be good there too. All right, Matt. Good luck with your preparation. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. See you. Come watch the Bears game at Real Time Sports at Elk Grove Village on Sunday night at this week's official Miller Lite Chicago Bears watch party. Visit chicagobearscom fanzone slash watch parties for more information. Back on the Bears Coaches Show here on WBBM. It's brought to you by Whitfley CPAs and Consultants with Special Teams Coordinator. Chris Tabor. Chris, thanks for joining the program. Let's start with the conditions yesterday. We were eyeballing, uh, we always do, Tom and I sitting up there in the booth looking pregame at, at the opposing kickers, and we felt Matt Prater was a little perplexed at times because it was windy one minute and not the next. You know, everything you've experienced, Well, what, how would you rate the conditions yesterday from the playing surface to the wind conditions over the course of the game and how it affected things or not? 
Well, I, I'll tell you what, to be honest with you, the, uh, the plane surface was excellent. They had, they had uh, resodded after the Baltimore game and uh, the, in the middle there, you know, the middle out to the hash, out to the numbers, it was, it, the turf was tight. It was good. It was, it was good playing conditions, but the wind, uh, that, that was tough yesterday. Uh, the one thing about it, it was consistent with regards to going towards their bench. Uh, but I, I kind of felt like it, it kind of fluctuated a little bit, whether it was going to our tunnel or, or to the other end zone there. So, uh, it did present some problems, and and uh, Prater was, you know, he kind of visited with us in, in pregame. There, he was trying to figure it out. Obviously, we don't give him any answers. I just tell him good luck. Um, <laughs> but you know, Cairo, Cairo had a great warm up, and and uh, you know we didn't, you know, we, we scored a lot of touchdowns there, and we didn't get no field goals. So, uh, but he he struck the ball real well in pregame, so felt confident about him uh, hitting there. We went down on Friday, and uh, so we were able to experience the turf and all those things. But on Friday, the it was very calm. Uh, in, in the stadium. Yeah, it's interesting because some people wrapped on the turf assuming it was bad just from the perches where they write from, uh, but because it was brown down the middle, you're thinking, oh, boy, you know. But it's good to hear that that was not the case. No, it really it really was good, and, and uh, it actually seemed like it was cut lower than what it usually is, and, and uh, it was nice. I, 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 thought, I thought the playing conditions of the field were good. All right, so Kilo Hilbert back there on, on kick return, played to his average, uh, you know, in the couple of returns he had, and then uh, keeping Jakeem on punt return, and he had one. Uh, the thinking behind that, just because more involvement in the offense with Grant or just need to, to see the rookie do his thing? No, I, I, think, I, think that, uh, I think that I have two good kick returners. I, I really do. I, you know, I know Jakeem is, you know, wherever he's at in the league, he's up there, and, and uh, before – uh, Herbs before you know became the more of a featured back. You know he was a top five guy, and, and uh, he just he runs hard. He does a good job. He has he has the natural vision that you see that on offense. And then the the other thing about him is is as a kick returner when he gets hit, the yaks that he has after that he might he might get hit at the twenty two, but he's going to finish at the thirty. And uh, I, I just think he's he's doing a nice job, and he's getting more confident, and he and he loves it. He actually, uh, we were in a meeting when he was the feature back there, and I had I, he sits next to me in a team meeting, and I said, hey, I said uh, you haven't done anything wrong, but you're just going to get more carries back there, so uh, you know no kick returns this week. And he looked at me, he goes, no kick returns. He goes, I can, st-. he goes, I can still do that. And I said, well, kid, I said this is kind of how the NFL works. Okay, and we're just kind of keep going through it but uh, don't worry you're still going to practice it you're still going to get reps at it you're still going to be in every meeting uh because there's going to come a point in time where you're going to be doing it again and and it's rearing its head right now has he been asking since then for more opportunity oh he always wants to play yeah i I will i will say that that attitude you want that attitude no no i i do and he'll even say that in the cover phases also um he'll if, if i think that uh you know, you know, Davis playing and, and Herbs is at the number two spot there and just kind of watching as the game's going. I mean, I, I'll sometimes feel a tug on my shirt, say, hey, coach, I'm, I, I can go. Just put, put me in. So I really, I really do appreciate that about him because that's a, it's a player that didn't play a lot of special teams in college. And, uh, I mean, he's running down on kickoff. Uh, he plays on the punt. You know, obviously the kick return. He plays on power. He's, he's a four-phase player that we've just kind of seen grown, you know, he's, he's grew from, 
training camp to where he's at now. So hopefully we can just kind of keep him on that upward trajectory. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor. Select single-game Bears tickets are available. Cheer on the Monsters of the Midway live at Soldier Field this season. Visit chicagobears.com slash tickets for more information. Uh, Chris, let's talk about the kickers yesterday. Uh, Patrick O'Donnell, two for 45 and a half, one inside the 20 and a long of 53. Again, not a lot of action, but uh, again, uh, yeah, he's had, I think, what, 22, I want to say, punts with zero return yards this year, something like that. And uh, that's been in his wheelhouse over the years. He's had some really good years in that cat, and you'd love to see that. No, I do, uh, because, you know, I know that we're not where we are where we want to be at this time with regards to return yardage against us. And, and uh, I think I said it probably a few weeks ago, maybe at the eight game mark, uh, you know, we're just trying to chip away at that. And, and we're starting to do that the last few weeks of, of keeping guys in single digits. And uh, that's, that's a testament to Pat. That's a testament to the gunners and the, in the, obviously the inside core getting down there, but no Pat's doing a nice job. And yesterday wasn't easy. Wasn't an easy day uh, just with regards to, you know, as simple as, you know, people say, well, the drop, you know, and the wind's blowing right to left or left to right, whichever way you're going and it's pushing it and you could, you know, you could shank one off the side of your foot and those type of things. So, uh, fortunately he's a guy that's been here a long time and understands how soldier field plays and, and has some tools in his, in his bag that he can go to and says, okay, Hey, this is how it's, how the wind's playing today. This is what I need to hit. And this is how we can still, uh, be effective of eliminating the returner. Because obviously that kid, uh, the more key, he's explosive player. You know, and, uh, he, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he only had uh, whatever one return for no yards. So we'll always take that. That's Rondell Moore, the rookie out of Purdue. Yep, exciting player indeed. Uh, did have a couple kick returns. Overall, on coverage, your, uh, your guys yesterday, Caleb Johnson, uh, Joel E.A. Booneyway, Artie Burns, Christian Jones credited with tackles. I'm sure you, you look at that a little differently sometimes when you watch the tape, but how did that all turn out yesterday? No, I thought they did a nice job. I think the thing that sets us up, uh, you know, right out of the gate, obviously, is on our kickoff coverage. You know, Cairo does a nice job of moving the football. And uh, the thing that I loved about him yesterday, everything's blowing towards their sideline, but I think it was uh, right there, and I can't remember, the end of the third quarter. Uh, we he kicked off in the corner? There. When he pinned him yeah. in the corner? That was excellent. And we kicked, uh, we kicked opposite of what the wind was doing because we felt like that he could do that. And I think that's, you know, that's, it helps us because we go down to Soldier Field. And everything tells you you should go over there. But he goes, Coach, I can play it. The way it's blowing right now, I can play it and put it over there. And and uh, we said, all right, let's play it. Let's go. And, and uh, it, it turned out great for us because they had a counter uh, return on us that they were going to try to hit. And we actually ended up kicking it to where they wanted to go. So it, everything worked out in our, our favor on that. So that, that was good. But it's nice to be able to have guys uh, be able to kick the ball like that. And then the coverage guys understanding that they have a lot of faith of where he's going to put the football and kind of shrink the field and, and give us a chance to kind of corral a really good player and not let him play out in open space. Is Caleb, would we now put him in the category, because he was from a small school, obviously a lot to learn, is he a rising player? I think that his arrow is definitely up. I th- and I think it's been up every you know, every game he's got, he's gotten better. The thing that I love about the kid is, we'll, you know, he's, we're going to stay after practice. And we're going to focus on one thing to try to get a little bit better at. And, and I always say that's just putting extra, uh, you're, you're, you're putting money in the bank. And I said, we're going to have to pull some of that out later on game day. I said, but at least we're, we're making deposits during the week and, and just kind of building uh, confidence in the techniques that we're, that we're teaching. But he's been, a, he's been a player that 
if he makes a mistake, he's really good at correcting it and not making the same mistake twice. And I always tell young players, if you can be that player, uh, you, you can play a lot faster and a lot longer in this league. Keep making the same mistakes over and over again, uh, then people are going to ask you to go maybe try your skill set with another team. You've had uh, a rotation of captains since, you know, that, that's what Matt chooses, uh, one from each phase of the team. So are there any new leaders emerging, uh, you know, that can compare favorably to what we've had over the years and a guy like Sherrick McManus and, so, and some other guys that have come through here under your watch? Oh, yeah, DHC is, uh, that's you know, I've given. always said it. That's a given. That's a given. Yeah, that's, that, a, that's given. a given. But, but you know, I mean um, – you know, we have, uh, we have other guys in there, uh, you know, Iggy, uh, gosh, there's uh, Christian Jones has, has been a guy that's that steps right, just does his job and, and plays physical and, and, and does all the things that we ask him to do. Um, the thing that I like about our room, uh, and, and people don't see it, uh, but when, when we meet uh, guys, they hold, they hold each other accountable. And, uh, you know, we – we didn't feel like that we played very well in the uh, kick return game in, in Detroit. We we had some mental errors, stuff that self-inflicted stuff that we did to ourselves. And we went into this game saying, you know what, let's clean that stuff up. This is a good cover team, uh, but they're you know they're not getting us inside the twenty. You know, what I mean, and when we take our shot on goal, let's get our return. Let's deliver them to the twenty. And then from there, we're going to start working. And uh, I thought the guy, I thought we took a step in the right direction. We're not where we need to be. Uh, and then, you know, but hopefully we can grow on that effort into this Green Bay game. Final moments with Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor here on the Bears Coaches Show. And we'll look ahead to the Green Bay Packers in a moment. A couple of quick things. Cairo Santos on the onside kick try. I, I said it looked like a salsa dancer out there going back and forth. Trying to get some movement, uh, you know, with, with, with their return team showing one way and then you know what we try to say kind of pull the string on them a little bit so that hopefully when the ball gets down you're just trying to create a little bit more space uh still a tough play to recover i think i saw last night on sunday night football although i did see i think the percentage might be up to about 11 percent which uh in the past uh is really about on par you know it's about uh, it's usually about 12%, I think, is where the league would try to like to see it go to. So they are getting closer to that, but still a tough play. Uh, but, yes, it was the it was the salsa wide left. <laughs> Maybe that's the name <laughs> of the play. I don't know. Uh, any reason, in your opinion, that no punt return touchdowns in the National Football League this season? I'm going to go probably quirk. Um, I, I will also say this. I think the punters are becoming uh, very skilled at what they do you know, with regards to placement and hang time. And then uh, the resources that you have out at Gunner, you know, and, and, and what are you going to do on, on that? So I, I think there's a lot of factors, but, yeah, that does shock me. I mean, there's already been a few kick return touchdowns. The kid from Minnesota already has two. We'll talk about him at a later date. I don't want to talk about him right now. He's, he's a really good player. He's from your – he's an Iowa State Yeah, cyclone. I know. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's, he's good. But, yes, good player. But, no, that's, that, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Uh, Brian Johnson has been on and off our, our practice squad. Kicks the game winner in Washington yesterday. Uh, you got to feel good for the. He's a good kicker, right? Oh, I was fired. Oh, I was fired up for yeah. him. Uh, actually, shot him a text uh, after I saw the highlight, and uh, just just tell him we're proud of him. I mean, you know, but this, this is what we always say: if you're not going to make our team, we want you to make somebody else's team. And uh, he texts back. He said, "Coach, I I appreciate it." 
uh, you always told me to hit those. I just can't make them if it's a team called the Bears. I can't make <laughs> them. And I said, you're right. So, no, he's a real proud for him. Hopefully he can just kind of keep that going, which I believe uh, deep down in my heart he can. And Eddie Pinheiro back in the league with the New York Jets as of today. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. So what are we looking at with the Green Bay Packers as you get ready to go up to Lambeau Field for yet another primetime matchup 10 times in 11 years uh, with those guys in their kicking operation and return game? Well, obviously they have Mason Crosby, who's been obviously one of the consummate pros in, in this league. And I know he's, they've had some misses due to some other things, uh, not his fault, uh, but they'll, they'll, you know, they're, they're a good cover team. They've improved uh, since, since we've played them. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it is, it's a rivalry game and that's uh it, it, this is a big game for us, you know, and in, in our world, special teams, we need to play well. And we're still, we're still always chasing what I always call the perfect game. And uh, it's, it is, it's fun to chase that because if you're chasing it, then you're working to get better. And, and that's what we'll kind of keep, uh, keep doing here as, as we prepare for these guys, but we got to, we'll have our work cut out for us. All right. Well, good luck with your preparation, Chris. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Take care. And that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank our producers, Keith Johnson, Katie Tuber, Dan Barilli, and for head coach Matt Nagy and coach Tabor. I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll bring you the Bears and Packers from Lambeau Field, 4 o'clock, the pregame show, 720, the kickoff from Lambeau Field. This is News Radio 1059 WBBM. Good night, everybody.